Hey there, ho there. Hi there. <laughs> I said, hey there, ho there. That's funny. I'm sometimes funny. <laughs> sometimes. It's Married with Channels podcast. My name is Moose. And I'm Jody. Yes, she is that. Yep. And we're a married couple and we talk about some movies and TV shows, mostly TV shows. Yep. That's pretty exciting, right? Yep. I think so. <laughs> so let's get into Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And talk about excited. You were like so excited to watch this. I don't know why. Well, I, I mean, I don't I think do it's any why, secret that I'm a Star Wars fan. Yeah. Uh, I say that and it's a little bittersweet over the years. <laughs> But uh, inherently, I am a Star Wars fan. What, and, what made this one different for you, though? Like, something stand out in the trailer for you? Is it the character? I think it's the character, and I think it's like, you know, it's cool to see what Obi-Wan was doing the whole time. He was essentially watching over young Luke Skywalker on Tatooine. Hmm. So I'm kind of curious as to, uh, you know, yep. that whole story. Okay. And, you know, I saw the trailer and the trailer looked good. You know, look, they made the Boba Fett trailer look good. And we know how that turned out. Sure. But, um, yeah. So I was looking forward to I like Ewan McGregor. I think he's, uh, you know, what's interesting is I was just thinking about this today. He's not very, you can't pigeonhole him. Like he's done a lot of different stuff. Sure. Train spotting. There's obviously the Star Wars stuff. Um, he played Halston, the fashion designer from the seventies here recently. Mm -hmm. And, um, um, some other stuff. Um, he played twins on the Fargo show yep. one season. Um, is he the world's best actor? No, I don't think so, but he's flexible. Yeah. He's, I think he's pretty decent. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, I was looking forward to this. We watched the first two episodes as of this recording. That's the only ones they've released. I think they come out on Wednesdays. Making me wait. Yeah, and I think overall, the first two episodes were good. Yeah. There's some problems. There's, I don't know if I call them problems, some bugs. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. But you going to uh, start with yours or? Um, Are we going down that path or? <laughs> did you have something else you wanted to just let say? Me, let's start out positive. All right, let's hear it. I thought. Everything about this show, production-wise, was fantastic. Yeah. I was thinking how it looks better, production-wise, than the prequel movies. Yeah. And look, that was 20-some years ago. Tech is advanced. Almost yeah, yeah, the tech is advanced. I think, you know, they obviously have the Disney money to budget to play with. Sure. They, they're not sparing any expense, it looks like. Yeah. I think they're really committed to making this a show that's, you know, worthy of it. I think Ewan McGregor's great. Um, I think the pacing's good. You know, there's a little action. There's some intrigue going on there. As my friend Dave said, they're building up to something. He's a bigger Star Wars fan than me, but I think, um, you know, I'm curious to see where this goes. Do you have anything good to say? Um, I like the story. I, I like kind of where it's going. Um, there's a couple things that I don't like about it and we can get to that but um i'm i'm a star wars fan but not like you guys <laughs> like i did not like the prequels at all yeah i, I didn't care for them either Ugh, like painful like i don't i don't really even like that this kind of um 
refers back to them sometimes, you know? So. But they kind of have to. I know. Because those prequels end where this essentially 10 years later. I know. I know. But it's like, those should have been better. I don't know. Anyway, so, you know, that kind of sours it a bit for me. But I do kind of like the story as well. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, the story's good. Um, so to the negatives. <laughs> yeah. You want to start with the number one that we both agree on? Uh, Leia. Yes. Right? Yes. She's supposed to be 10. Yeah. She's obviously played by a six or seven year old. I don't know. Maybe she's just short for her age. I don't know though. She I haven't kinda, looked up the actress. You know how your kid kind of grows out of that little kid phase like they have baby fat that goes away and she kind of still has that you know she ha- it's like different when you're kind of 10 yeah i don't know to me she's too short it sounds too young she's she they have written it very well for her like i like how she's kind of sassy and kind of oh, yeah. wild child independent streak to her i love that character part but um yeah it's just not cast like that's not a 10 year old i don't get it yeah she checks all the boxes as far as leia yeah and how leia's supposed to be you know sure. kind of stubborn and adventurous and you know wild or whatever yeah but the casting is just off and look maybe this girl came into the audition and just blew them away maybe and good for her look she's playing young leia in the star wars canon she's yeah. officially part of the star wars canon kudos to her yeah i just think it just Anytime there's something that kind of takes me out, yeah, that bothers me a little bit. Yeah. And that kind of takes me out a little bit. It doesn't. I can't stop focusing on that. Once I notice it, I can't not notice it, you know? Yeah. Like, she's supposed to be 10. Now I want to look up the actress, see like, how old she is. I have a 10-year-old. I know what they talk like. I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know that they're getting kind of, you know, tall. <laughs> and... uh I mean, mine is adventurous, stubborn, and sassy mouth, too. But uh, yeah. I don't know. It just, visually, that girl just doesn't look 10 to me. She still kind of has baby fat on her hands and her face and has that kind of cherub look about her, I guess. Vivian Lyra Blair. All right. Born in 2012. So she's 10. Yeah. Interesting. What? She's just short for age. Okay. We take it all back. Right. But I think I stand very I, corrected. What, look, she's technically 10, but that doesn't mean she's like right for the role. Like, I think she looks and sounds like she's six or seven. And that's a fact. Yeah. It's also a fact that she's 10. I think, and this is not, this isn't a jab against her by any means. It's yeah. the casting process. I think they kind of failed a little bit again. Good for her. Great for her. Good job. Huh. But I think, yeah. Interesting. Stuff. I think they should have got somebody who looks 10. Yeah. Um, is that a minor quibble? Maybe, but another quibble that I have and is the lady who plays Reva. Oh yeah. Reva, the yeah. third sister. Yep. She's a little overacting here. Yeah. I said that too. We yeah. agree on that one too. Yeah. 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 You know, she's the rogue nemesis. Yeah. But, I, and it, hunting down Obi-Wan, you know, she's just too. Yeah. One dimensional and I get it, she's on the dark side, but you know, look, she plays an inquisitor and they are for the most part former Jedi who have now 
switch to the dark side to hunt Jedi. Yeah. So there's got to be some bit of good in her. It's just being kind of overshadowed by the dark side. I think the way you play that, if you're her, is you're kind of, show me some some moments where you feel maybe a little, little hesitant about hunting these Jedi or like, you know, maybe I shouldn't be cornering Obi-Wan Kenobi, the great master Jedi. I think too, like another kind of, uh, and you know, they, they take some liberties. I get it. But another storyline with, with involving her really drove me crazy is that the big bad inquisitor, the head dude, grand inquisitor. Yeah. Like he was like, you keep, trying to grab power here and you keep messing it up and you make one more mistake and I'll kill you essentially like threatening kind of her Mm -hmm. each time. And then she's allowed to repeat, repeat, repeat. And I'm like, how many chances would the grand inquisitor really give her? Like, I get it. You have to keep her around for the story, but he kept like the way they wrote it. He kept like kind of saying that and that, you know, and then it's like, just kind of a non, uh, What's the word I'm trying to think of? Like non-enforced threat. How about that? Empty threat. Empty threat. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yeah, I get it. Um, but maybe there's a plan there. Maybe. Um, I just think that Reva, I don't know. Or, yeah, I guess I Moses that. Ingram. There we go. Just overdoing it a little bit. A little too like, all it's missing is the mustache twirl, you know? Like, yeah. I'm going to get the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I think there maybe needs to be a little more nuance in that character. I get the Grand Inquisitor is kind of like an asshole and kind of a meanie big bad. Sure. But I think if you're like the third sister, it's a weird mix, I think, of her need to play kind of cocky, ambitious, but also maybe a little trepidatious. Mm. You know, if if not for just the sole reason that this is Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's like one of the greatest Jedi ever. Sure. And I need to watch my ass because he could whoop my butt. But I think it's that self-assuredness that you know she thinks she is yeah. on his equal level yeah. for some reason you know I, yeah, I get that Do you know what her beef is with him like no i well towards the end of the second episode she essentially said uh she's hunting kenobi down for darth vader right but is there some personal reason or that she has such a big vendetta or I, cause no because she, she wants to have no. favor you know, and she said something in the first episode alluding to, like, essentially it's personal. Yeah. So okay, so maybe we'll find out may- more. Yeah, maybe there's more to be revealed there with her sure. and Kenobi. But I took it towards the end of the second episode as she's been tasked by the great Lord Vader mm. to hunt down his arch nemesis. Mm. And that's like a big, huge honor. And I need to deliver for Darth <laughs> Vader. You know what I mean? Okay. That's just kind of how I viewed that. Got it. But, um, uh, and you mentioned, you pointed out how with the rooftop scene oh, yes. in the city, he does the force to keep Leia from smashing into the ground. And yeah. instantly the laser blasts stop. Yeah. Like all Nobody of a sudden no one's shooting at him anymore. Yeah. No one's pursuing him. Like he has all the time in the world to, you know, yeah. utilize the force. It's interesting you caught on to that. I didn't notice that until you pointed it out. Yeah. And I think. It's probably one of those things like not many people notice, but it's such an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like just have the sounds of the laser blast. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to throw in some CG of like the glow of the blast hitting around him. Sure. Just have a couple. Like, you know. Yeah. Like 
they're still trying to shoot at him, but maybe he's like crouched down on the roof or something and they can't, you know? But maybe but, the reason they didn't is it's to imply like he's so into the force that everything's kind of blocked out. Like he has to concentrate that hard because it's been so long since he's used the force. And also, again, like, I don't understand why people don't use their powers in these situations. Like, well, why does he use the force against the people who are shooting at him? Just saying. I mean, when you're in, when he's in the uh, holding cell and flea, there's another quibble. Flea is horrible. <laughs> you should not be acting we'll, in anything. We'll get there. Hang on. When but you're when you're in the holding cell, you know, he literally like. Uh, he threw the smoke bomb down or the gas, put on his mask. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you just force choke these people? It was a spice bomb. Spice bomb. Yeah. Remember? Because spice is like the drug that that street seller handed him, that, that vial. That girl was played by Ewan McGregor's daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. Fun. But, um, yeah, Flea is bad. Yeah. Let's talk about that. He just, uh, he gets cast and God bless him. He gets cast just because he looks like a dirt ball. <laughs> he looks like a guy who would take $150 to go hunt down a Jedi master. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I definitely think like that takes me out of it. Every time I see him, I'm like, Oh, there's Flea. Yeah. It's not like I, Oh, I believe him as said bad guy character, you know, and anytime, I don't know. Anytime it's like, it's star Wars. You don't yeah. need Flea in there. Look, maybe Flea's a huge Star Wars fan and he knows somebody and, you know, he yeah. got a slot. Yeah. But anytime I see stunt casting like that, I think of that one actor or the five actors who read for that role. Yeah. Who have been waiting tables. Yeah. Busting their ass with acting coaches and. Yeah. Who try so hard to get a part. Got yeah. a call back and they went with Flea. Yeah. So. Yep. I don't know. Stunt casting. It, know, it didn't make any sense. I feel like all of these, you know, are full of people, you know. There's always like some celebrity yeah. cameos now. Yes. Um, Mandalorian, I think it was season one. Um, you remember the scene? It was like the uh, the speeder bike stormtroopers. Yeah. They were like hanging out outside the outskirts yes. of the city. Yes, yes, yes. They're chatting, kind of. Yeah, one yeah. was played by Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. And the other one was played by another celebrity. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Aaron something, but. Yep. So they that's, always do these, like. Yeah, that's kind of the thing now, like cameos. Yeah. yeah. I think it's because, like, all these celebrities want to be part of Star Wars. Yeah, well, maybe that was Flea, so. Yeah, that's my guess. But, look, overall, I think Obi-Wan Kenobi's good. I say that with some pause because I thought Boba Fett after two episodes was good and then it just kind of shit the bed. But I think there's a little bit more at stake with the Obi-Wan Kenobi because that's like a main character from Star Wars. You got to make sure you get that right. Not that they were phoning in the Boba Fett. I think they just maybe thought they could take some liberties and try some new things and it didn't quite work out. I don't know. I think they just think Star Wars fans will just eat any of this up. So we can do whatever. I'll bet you that's about 40% of it. Yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Which we do. We watch them all, people. <laughs> do, do you like Obi-Wan Kenobi? I do so far. Yeah, I'll yeah. stick it out. Yep. I'll see where it goes. But, but, yeah. Coming off of Boba Fett, this one better be better. Yeah. That's all I got to say. Quick clip from Obi-Wan Kenobi. Here he is in the desert. He gets confronted by another Jedi who's kind of hiding. 
You must leave. You'll draw too much attention. But I have nowhere to go. They're hunting me. You have to help me. You want my help? Take this. Walk into the middle of the desert and bury it in the ground. Stay hidden. Live a normal life. What about the people that need us? What about the fight? The fight is done. We lost. What happened to you? You were once a great Jedi. The time of the Jedi is over. Go back to the town. Let it go. Also, that clip, real quick. He told him, like, go hide. And at the end, he's like, go back to town. Like, what do you want him to do? Hide or go back to town? <laughs> yeah. Living in the desert's messing with his brain. All right, should we move on? Yep. Okay. To Hacks. We've uh, talked about this show before in a previous episode, season one. Now we're on to season two. Yep. Um, Deborah and... I can't think of the character's name. The redhead gal, the main gal. <laughs> you, do you have her name? Anyway, they go on a road trip. She's trying out the new material in small clubs around the country. They got an RV and they're tooling around town, so to speak. Sorry, I'm still trying to look up her name. I'm like, why can't I think of her name? I can't think of her name either. Oh my gosh. That's all right. I'm looking at Sorry. Why? I'm like blanking. Ava. Thank you, Ava. Right. Ava. Yes. But Hacks okay. season two, I think it's delivering just as good, if not better, as the first season so far. Yeah, it is very interesting mix of characters and kind of all the stuff they bring to it. And they're kind of like this strange, dysfunctional family in an RV this season. Yeah. And <laughs> so, I like I like how they're kind of, um, you know, they're kind of... Uh, Showing some plot lines involving her manager, the CEO of her company, mm -hmm. Marcus. Marcus, yeah. yeah. You know, that whole storyline where he broke up with the uh, water guy and yeah. now he's like, you know, hits rock bottom, goes clubbing to, well, quell some of the pain. But um, it's just a good show. It's like, it just moves good. It's scripted well. There's some funny in there. There's some tender in there. There's some serious stuff in there too, mm -hmm. you know, some, so I think they have a good balance of, they kind of bring you into those serious, you know, tender moments and then they lighten it with some levity and humor. So yeah. I love it. I think it's great. It's, they know kind of just when to do that before you're, you know, crying on your couch. So. Yeah. And they don't go for like the, um, the, uh, rote type of move. Like, um, I played a clip here kind of kind of leading into what i'm talking about um this is towards the end of the second episode of this new season where so ava had told had revealed to deborah that she spilled all this beans in an email to this uh tv show that's producing uh, a reality show about like horrible bosses or whatever and she told her and now uh, seemingly everything's good between them and she gets in the car before they kind of hit the road. I promise I'm going to be better, Deborah. Whatever you need to do. Okay, great. Oh. Thank you. 
Well, I think you should take it. Oh. Phone's ringing. Hey, Jimmy. Hey there. So, I regret to inform you that Deborah is suing you for violating your NDA. Wait, what? You're suing me? Oh, I can't discuss details of the case. Is this real? Yes. yes. Thick document. Real big. What? Haven't you ever been in litigation before? That'll be a good learning experience for you. Expensive one, too. And, and so they're not going for the, the kind of rote thing where the, they travel in separate vehicles and can't be around each other because she's suing them. They're still kind of forced together, mm -hmm. even though Deborah is suing Ava. Mm -hmm. And Ava kind of betrayed her a bit. Yeah. So, so now she's trying to make penance and yep. maybe hopefully get that lawsuit dropped. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Good, funny time. Yeah, but Hack Season 2, I think, is, um, I think it's maybe a little better than Season 1. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. I, I will uh, point out one negative that, that you kind of shared mm -hmm. was the whole Kayla, Jimmy's assistant kind of storyline. Yes, like, that's yeah. kind of played out for you. Well, it's just like, what are we doing with this storyline? Yeah. Jimmy's the manager of the Ava and Deborah. And he's got this annoying assistant. She happens to be the daughter of the owner of the company. Yep. Not so, qualified. No. Terrible at her job. For like, you know, a cup of coffee, he had a new assistant who was great, but then he had to take her back because the boss convinced him and he's the boss. And, you know, they, they did this thing where she made some drink for him and cut her finger colada in the blender <laughs> yeah and so he's like helping to wrap it up and they have this tender moment kind yeah. of sharing how he was a big fuck up as a assistant yeah and i just don't care i, I think, don't think there's anything there that's interesting i think they're trying to like have him be a mentor for her and have her maybe develop herself and better herself i don't know i just don't i just don't think it's worth the viewer's time sure i think the marcus plot is good yeah. because it kind of ties into deborah sure i don't think jimmy and i don't even know her name uh kayla kayla i don't think that relationship what's going to happen there is connected to anything that we care about as far as the main plot mm. it just seems like it's yeah like kind some, of a side yeah, show i was just gonna say a sideshow <laughs> that maybe they're trying to work into like some spinoff or something not really i don't think that's actually the case but just i just don't think there's anything it's a waste of time yeah i'm anytime not sure what they're doing with it anytime the jimmy and kayla shit comes on i'm like i'm gonna go to the bathroom <laughs> you know, that's a good was, break time for you <laughs> if this was 1988 without pausing yeah i'm gonna go to the bathroom with that <laughs> okay funny because i know i could probably get at least two <laughs> minutes to squeeze one out uh what Pee -pee. No, okay. Oh my god. Anyway. Anyway. So yeah, other than that, I think Hacks is great. Yeah, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because I was almost like going ecstatic for how much I love the show. <laughs> that that is definitely kind of a downer for me. Yeah. So, but other than that, I think it's great. Yeah. Hacks season two. Go check it out, kids. Not kids. Not for kids. No, it's not for kids. <laughs> I think that'll do it. Any other thoughts on either of those shows, Jody? Nope. I look forward to watching them both in a few moments. That's going to do it for us on this Married With Channels podcast. Make sure you uh, give us a good review. Subscribe to the program. 
because uh, that helps us out. Shit, just download the episodes. That helps us out. Share. Tell your friends. Yeah. Until next time, I'm the husband. I'm the, my name is Moose. <laughs> I'm Jody. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye.